Hello, and good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to the 25th episode of the AG Podcast. Uh, I am your host today, the Ashkari 99, and with me on the podcast today, I have the usual Jaminator. Evening, pal, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, pal. Not too bad. And um, for the first time uh, on the podcast, uh, one of the newer members to the site, we also have Suited Recruits. Good evening, pal. How are you, mate? Right? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to be here. Good, good, good. Good to have you on. Um, Right, so for you listeners, just to give you a little rundown of what we're going to be talking about on the podcast today, uh, we're obviously going to do the usual run through the league, so the Premiership, Championship and League One, uh, before moving on a little bit to uh, the recent BFAs and transfers that have gone through. Uh, Once we've done that, we will wrap up on FIFA and move over to F1, um, and we'll talk a little bit about Formula One. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the golf. Obviously, we've got Suited and uh, Jam on today that both play in the golf. So that's uh, that's good. We'll get them to talk a little bit about it. And then we've got, uh, obviously, the listeners' questions to uh, come as well. And uh, just thank you to everyone that have put some uh, questions in. But without further ado, we'll come to that later on. We'll start, obviously, with FIFA, and we'll start with the Premiership. Um, I'll run down the leagues. Uh, So in first place is Immortal Tans. Um, He's currently top of the league on 22 points, not lost a game yet this season, and has quite a considerable amount of games on the guy below him, which is Danger Mouse, Um, followed by Jam, Colmore, Buncey, Jaxi, myself, Messi, Aaron, Berger, Storm, Joe and Jordi. Um, I'll come to, I'm going to start with you, Jam. Obviously, you know, third in the league at the moment. Got a couple of games in hand on Mouse, who's just above you, uh, only by two points. So if you win that, uh, win your games in hand, you could open up quite a nice uh, gap difference there. Um, you must be happy with the way you've started the season. Yeah, I mean, well, equal points with uh, sorry, equal games with Tans uh, in regards to games played. I've lost one. He's he's won one more than me. Um, so my only loss actually so far come against Storm, which obviously may be a bit of a surprise considering uh, where he is. Admittedly, again, he's got a lot of games to catch up on. So fair enough. Um, Mouse, I mean, what he's played four games more than me and Tans. So um, again, twenty-one points though. It's probably going to see him safe already. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what you think about that, but I think he, he's probably safe already with that, which he'll be delighted about. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Colmore, I predicted to finish fourth. It's, it's where he is at the minute. And I think at the minute there is a bit of a split. You know, when you look at sort of Colmore up, it tends to be the top four. You know, there's a four-point gap there. Um, and I think, you know, again, Bunce's one who he started off pretty poorly. But again, it's that thing like Storm did in the championship last season. You see, and he's got no no draws. You know, either wins or loses, and you'd rather have a win than two draws, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, and and that's what he seems to be doing. I mean, you look at the goals scored. I mean, Gab- as we release the podcast now, Gabriel Jesus, 18 goals. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's done absolute wonders for him. I remember when there was a lot of money floating in the leagues before, when I had him, he offered me 200 million for Gabriel Jesus. So it's obvious to see that it's someone he gets on with. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think... My own season as an appraisal so far, I think chuffed and, you know, sort of delighted and quite shocked to be where I am. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I played Jaxi in the King of the Hill the other week and lost 7-1, um, which was really not pleasant whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he's my next two league games. So if I can pick up points in them, I don't think I'll, I'll 
I'll get six points off him at all. I really don't. I'll be lucky to get out with with two draws, if I'm being honest. But he's someone, you know, when me and you play, for example, you can beat me or I can beat you or we can draw. You know, they're relatively competitive games. Yeah. Um, same with Tans, generally beats me, you know, and Berger and, 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 and the like. But Jaxie, I never do well against at all. Jaxie's quite, quite a difficult opponent for me. Yeah, so, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's a tricky. I mean, just quickly on Danger Mouse. I mean, I, I'll be open and honest. I'm very surprised to see him in second place at the moment. I know he's a good player, but given who else is in that league, um, to see him in the top two at the moment, yes, he's played a few games more, um, is quite surprising. I think, um, you know, given it's a guy that was it two seasons ago was playing in League One, um, you know, two three seasons mm-hmm. ago. I mean, he's had a he's had a good increase back to the top level. And, you know, on his day, he's a really, really good player. So, um, shocked, yes, um, because given who else is in that league, you know, likes of Jack C, um, I would have expected them to be above uh, Mouse. Um, so, I mean, it, it, fair play to him. I mean, time will tell whether he can carry that on. Um, just from my personal point of view, I'll be hoping to uh, have a better second half of the season than what I've had. I, I actually, just uh, I mean, I was quite pessimistic the other day about it because I didn't realise how many games there actually were left in the league. Um, we've on uh, what well, we've played. Some people have played twelve games. Some people have played ten. It seems to be the consensus ten. There's twenty four games to be played, so we still got another fourteen games uh, left worth of points to pick up. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, there's been a sort of shocking start to the season. Um, I've played for one, four, drawn one, and lost five. Um, don't quite know. Can't put my finger on what's happened. Um, struggled a little bit in games. Maybe I've kept the team a little bit too stale. Um, you know, maybe I've fallen foul of that. Um, I'm, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I, I can't quite put my finger on what's gone wrong so far this season. It's not been the sort of, uh, you know, the season I would have uh, had a, hoped to have had a good start for. Um, but fingers crossed, next couple of games we can pick up some points. Um, we'll just look a little bit towards the bottom. Obviously, Geordie and Joe currently in the relegation spots. Um but Storm is also luring about there as well. Um, and Burger Boy, could this be the season Burger Boy goes down? Um, what do you think? Um, I'm going to come to you suited, because obviously I know you're obviously from the outside looking in. Um, based on what you see there in the league, is there any um, any surprises? Um, <clears throat> Joe, for me, um, I mean, Joe's one that I've played a few times either in the, the Cups or just having a few games. And whenever I play Joe, he's got his squad working quite well. So when I looked at the league table today, I was really surprised to see him sat down in, in 12th place um, because he should really, with the squad he's got, I, I think, be a lot higher than that. Um, going on what you said about yourself, I mean, I know there was a lot of talk about how well you did last season and, and stuff like that as well, but maybe it's not a case of you going to stale. Maybe it's a case of people getting better. Um, there's been a lot of new yeah. players coming into the leagues, um, not just as in like us guys, players in like the BFAs and stuff like that. We're seeing a lot more of the 84s, 85s coming in as well with the recent ones. So I think people's squads are getting better as well, which may be another reason why you will see in some of these stronger teams near the bottom of the table because it's now sort of even that was a fire. Um, I've got to say, Tans, for me, when I look at the actual league table itself, I played him in the cup and I, what I generally do is I, I look at people's squads and then I think to myself, 
what sort of formation can I play based on what I think they're going to play? And I looked at his squad and I thought to myself, do you know what? I've never played him before. I might have a chance. And he played me off the park completely. And when I look at his squad, I know he's sold a few players in the last few days, but he's not as strong as some of the other guys. But the way he plays, um, and now he's got his tactics set up, I can see why he's top of the league. Um, whether he can continue now, he's, he's obviously sold a couple. Um, whether that can go for the whole season, we'll, we'll see. Like you say, 14 games to go. I would expect Joe to pick up points. Jordy, I feel really sorry for. But the thing with Jordy is he's had a, an amazing cup competition in the Elite League, get into the Elite League. Um, so it's just whether he can transform some of those wins into into the actual Premier League itself. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, I mean, uh, Jam, is there anything in that anyone in that league that um, uh, surprises you? Um, I mean, not. Not, I will admit, not overly. I think Messi, you know, to be to pick up three wins so far, he's done well. Um, I think Bunsey, like I said, to be fifth. I think yourself to be seventh. Again, you look at sort of um, Joe. I mean, his squad. You know, people say I should be doing well with my squad. Joe's squad is ridiculous. Mm, you know, yeah. he should be he should be a lot higher up there. I mean, again, he has only played yeah, eight games. Yeah, to be fair. I'd agree. Um, if he wins one game, you know, he jumps to tenth. If he wins two games, he jumps up to what eighth seventh so yeah um you know so it's, it's a bit of a false position i guess i think the thing with geordie and i, I love geordie me and him get on quite well i'm just concerned he'll be one of the first people to go through without winning a game oh. go through the season um Do you I, think? I can, yeah i mean i look at the people in the league and i think you know he's already played um messi he's already played um mouse he's already played some of the players he might be able to pick points off um and again his squad um, it's one of the best squads of the new lads, I'll be honest. Um, but I still don't think it's strong enough to compete with some of the, the the mega slag squads that we've got in this division, such as Joe's, Burgers, mine, yours, um, and and Bunzies as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's an interesting one. But uh, the one thing I would say, just to, on a final point, um, and this might sound really bread and butter, you know, sort of like, well, that's obvious. But if you look at the amount of goals that the, um, the sort of top half of the table have scored from yourself upwards, Ash, you know, 30, 24, 32, 27, you know, there's been a lot of goals scored up this end of the table. And then when you go down, obviously, it's easy to see why the people aren't picking up points. They're just not scoring the goals. You know, Storm, seven goals in six games, 11 goals in eight games for Joe, uh, 15 in 10 for Geordie, you know, but then you look at the conceded and, you know, it's, it's obviously quite obvious to see where it's gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree, um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see in the next uh, next podcast where uh, where teams currently lie and uh, see mm. it might give us a bit of a more understanding where uh, where people are going to finish. Um, right, we'll move from the Premiership and we'll move on to the Championship. Um, so obviously, I'll run this from top to bottom to start with. So uh, Plunkett is currently in first base, followed by Golden Beard. And then we've got Riverman, Big B, yourself suited, Paul uh, in the playoffs at the moment. Followed by Packfish, Malian, Jeff Anthony, Harry, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Joe B, Payne Wiles and Bertie. Um, obviously, I'll come to you first suited. Um, fifth in the league, 12 games played, 1-5, drawn three, lost four. Bit of a mixed record. How would you sum up your start to the uh, season? I'm happy with it, to be honest. If if someone said to me that I'd be on 18 points, sat in fifth, I would, I would have taken it. Um, 
again, you look at some of the squads uh, that are in the league and, and us new guys, we're having to really sort of try and get a bargain or pick up some, some decent players. And I've sort of done that in the last couple of weeks. Um, the games I lost, I was a bit disappointed because there was one game I got absolutely smashed 7-1. Um, I think that was against Paul O's. And it's really killed the goal difference, but I was just devastated because I was like, I'm, I don't mind losing, but to get hammered in the league and like it was on the podcast, oh, he's going to go down. I was, I was I was gutted, truly I was. So I thought to myself, well, I've now got to look at it because I've I played Pack as well and I, I didn't really look at his squad and that's why I go back to what I said a minute ago. I now look at people's teams and, and see are they top-heavy, are they middle-heavy, do I pack out a midfield? And since I've done that, I've been a bit more consistent. Um, I've picked up more points and then I've dropped. Um, I've got Harry next week. So again, I've got to look at that and think, for me... I need to keep on picking up more points than what these guys below me do. So I'll, I'll be aiming to try and beat Harry. I know he uh, he watched my games the other night when I was playing Bertie. Um, <laughs> so he's got a bit of inside information in the formations, but I've got about four set up. So he might have a look, but I'll try and surprise him on the day. Yeah, you'll have six points next week, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy. Easy six points. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, looking at that league, Plunkett. I, I've never, I've not played Plunkett. I can't really make any, uh, you know, say anything about him. Uh, Golden Beard, I rate very highly. I think he's a good player. Um, you know, he's second in the league. Uh, Riverman, Bright. I mean, Bright. You know, Bright's a player that on his day he can be very difficult to play and can pick up the results. And his style of play sometimes is a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't find myself uh, enjoying playing against too much. Um, but, you know, he, he's doing well up there. Paul Lowe's. Um, he's he a uh, season so far when you look at the, you know, games in hand and yeah, all different. Yeah, stuff, he's you know, got he's a good chance. Season. I mean, I'm just looking here. I think if he wins all these games in hand, he could actually go um, top of the league. Um, you. you know, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see because obviously Paul last season, the last season he went down, wasn't it? If I remember rightly, mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't obviously have uh, a very good season last year. Obviously, uh, you know, Leon's must be doing college schoolwork, so uh, you know, <laughs> Paul's actually had to take the controller for the uh, for this season. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where Paul uh, Paul ends up. You know, he's a good start, wins his games in hand, he could be causing problems. Um, I was looking a little bit further down the league. Harry and Joby in the relegation spots at the moment, or the playoff places, sorry. Joby, who, uh, you know, doesn't get involved with anything in transfers, BFAs or anything. Um, you know, he's currently in uh, 11th. Uh, he's won three, drawn one and lost eight. Maybe that must be a sign to he's got to change something up or at least bring someone in. Um Harry, we know we give him a lot of stick, you know, on his day he can play well, um, but I mean, I'm just looking at that bottom four now, and it wouldn't honestly surprise me if they were the bottom four that finish in those uh, those spaces. Um, I don't know what you think, Jam, um, obviously looking from the Prem downwards. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got to crane your neck a bit to get down there, haven't you? Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, um, all right, Tans. All right, Tans. <laughs> me, right. So the way I see it, right, is I think Bertie, first of all, has surprised me no end. I think Bertie being only picking up three points in 12 games is it's diabolical. I mean, the guy, he beats me every time we play. I just I can't work it out. 
I just cannot work out what's happened. Um, Payne, yeah, again, in the Prem last season, didn't do too bad. You know, obviously got relegated, but put up a fight. So, again, to see him down there is quite surprising. Um, you know, I mean, Joby, it's difficult. I mean, with Joby, I mean, he's um, he's, he's openly admitted that he's sort of fallen out of love with gaming recently, and which is, you know, it's horrible to see. Um, but, can we can just know, mention it's... quickly, can we uh, maybe get a Pez League going next year for Tans and Joby? Just, <laughs> just, the <two> <laughs> just the two of them. Oh, <laughs> you know. Definitely not. Definitely not. You don't want to see that horrible game on the <laughs> um, But uh, but no, I think for me, I, I stick by what I said sort of uh, on the last podcast or maybe even the one before when we did the previews. Um, and for me, even though it was a bold preview at the time, um, I still think Riverman will go up and I still think Harry will finish, uh, well, will go down. Um, you know, Harry, notable mention, he did ask me to say this in, in a party the other day. You know, he, he took four points off Plunkett in his last two games. So, you know, just want to get that out that. there. Yeah, just wants that put out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, yeah, that's that's fair enough. He's done well. Um, but at the same time, I still think, you know, again, when you look at the players and the, the teams above him, I can't see him picking up points off anybody, really, um, that's above him in that league. I mean, he might do. He might surprise me. But I don't think so. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting running. I think, it, again, it's like we said, it's that tight tight division that no one can really call um, you know a lot of red cards interestingly enough you know three yeah, um, already very, which you know very filthy the Prem's only had one <laughs> um, yeah I mean I'll, I'll just come back to you quickly on this uh, suit looking at the bottom half of the table um, but I mean obviously I don't know if you, how how many of them you've played already this season or in general um, can you see it changing that much from where it is at the moment um, well I've played Payne and Joby um, and got a win each off both, both of them so it'll be like three points each on either side I played Barty last week and for me I, I would say with Jam Barty is like for me I, I can't see why he's bottom of the league um, you play him and I, I've played him four times and I've only beaten the once out, out of it and the others have been draws and it's been like nil-nil draws because he defends like a Trojan but for whatever reason he just he just cannot score goals in this league at the minute but there is hope because I wanted to mention as well the Riverman because up till a few weeks ago, him and Phil were both bottom of the league. Phil was exactly the same and Phil made a little change with his team and all of a sudden Phil can't lose. So I think that's what Burton needs to do. He needs to look at maybe his team tactics um, and have a tinker because as soon as Phil's done that, Phil has literally won five, six on the bounce, not looked back and he's now sitting high and, high and pretty in the third. Um as far as the bottom goes, you know, I think it's pretty much going to be, um, if Barry doesn't change it, Barry Payne, he's starting to fall behind. I know he's got some games in hand, so that might be a saving grace. To be honest, it's, for me, the way I look at it and do in real life, I always say, right, wait till you're halfway through a season and then look at the table, see where you can then say, right, well, I need to put, you know, be this. So I, I say once we get to about 16 games... Um, then I'll be looking at it and saying, right, I, you know, this is going to be it. They're the bottom four. Um, if I was going to put my neck on the line now, um, I'd say Jeff Anthony's squad, he's improved. It's too good. Malian's squad's too good. And so's Pack. Um, and then from, you know, then so downwards, they've got to start scoring more goals or winning them, get more games end of. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, you know, so I think it's going to be interesting. Um you know to see uh, to see how it fares out. Um, 
Right, we'll move on to League One. Um, and again, I'll just run down the league uh, quickly. So, Hilly89 is currently in first place, uh, followed by Red Rhinoceros. Um, and then it's Worm, Bonzi, Burnsy. Yep, so Bonzi87 and then Burnsy Boy. Biodex, Nakeds, Wince, Tunners, Soggy, Gazgrass, Rye Jones, and Wizzy Fox. Um, well, we'll start obviously at the top. Hilly and Rhino are currently in the uh, the top two positions. Although, you know, it's very, very tight just looking at that sort of top half of the table. Um, they have played yeah, bon- two. Bonzi up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they have played two more games more than Worm and Bonzi, who are also quite close. Um, I mean, obviously, I've not played too many people in this division, so it's a little bit more difficult for me to really uh, give a true sort of reflection. Um, Rhino in second. Uh, and Hilly in first place. Would you say that's uh, a re- true reflection of that league, Jam? Um, I mean, I, I watched um, Rhino, and I think I don't know if he was against Hilly actually in, in the game I watched. And um, he, uh, I think that, that lad up top for him, the one that's just signed for West Ham in real life, Sebastian Heller. He um, he played an absolute blinder for him, to be honest. Um, and uh, you know, scored some really good goals. So I think um, this season, you know, it could be his year. Um, I'll give him that. Um, Hilly, when I played him in the uh, reserve league before the league started, was really good. Worm, again, Worm, I, I don't know where he's come from. I, when I play Worm normally, if he's ever in a competition, I, we normally, I normally manage to beat him, I'll be honest. Um, I think Burnsy, Burnsy cracks me up. Um, you know, I mean, he's looking El Radio, isn't he? You know, um, anything anything on this game, it just sets him off. Um, and you look at Dio and Soggy, I mean, Jesus, look at the form. And Ryde Jones as well, and Wizfox. I mean, the form in that division is shocking. Um, you know, Diodex, he's, he's won his first six games and then completely plummeted and, and sort of, you know, lost his next six um, or, or whatever it is. So uh, it's, it's an interesting one, really. Um, I think, you know, Naked's there just underneath him, exactly the same. You know, won six, lost six. It, it seems to be a really hard division to call this year. Um, I think Ryde Jones, I didn't expect him to be sort of, you know, Sandwich in there between Gaz and Wiz, yeah. Um, you know, which again, he's got two games in hand on on Wiz and uh, on Gaz and Soggy. Sorry, so he could easily jump up there. Um, maybe Wince. That's an interesting one down in eighth. That's that's quite shocking. You know, normally Wince does quite well in that division uh, up until the last week or two. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think Bonzi's still probably my tip. I think to go up um, in the automatics with one of either Hilly or Rhino, but I'm not sure which. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it is, and I agree with that point that you just made about um, it being quite a tough um, a tough division to call. Really, I mean, I'll come to you in a minute, suited. I mean, I think we've said this a few seasons, haven't we? Though it's always been the same. It's sort of, uh, you know, I mean, it's always been the division that's been quite an interesting one because it's quite an equal level um, sort of playing field. I think in that division well, think, in the top half. Yeah, anyway, exactly. I think the thing um, with League One, the thing with League One is it tends. Whereas the Championship, anybody from top to bottom could come anywhere from top to bottom. With League One, it's anywhere from sort of first to seventh, and then eighth down. It's almost like two mini leagues. Do you see what I mean? I think that's that's sort of how I think it, it is really. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I mean, suited. I'll come to you. Um, who would you expect? I mean, obviously, I don't know how many of those you've played uh, in friendlies or just in general. Um, looking at that league, who would you expect to uh, to go up in the top spot? Um, I've played Hilly uh, a couple of times and we've drew, I think, a few times. 
Um, but he started really well again as a, a new guy into the league. He's hit the ground running. Um, I've played Worm again, draws with Worm. I haven't really sort of got too many points against him. I've never played Bonzi, but everyone says Bonzi's the man in that league, you know. And he's now got the form going in, he's still scoring goals, he's got the games in hand. So, you know, he could be. I can remember seeing Dio at the top because um, I do look at the leagues quite a lot. I'm probably a bit anal about the leagues. Um, and I thought to myself, no one really mentioned him. He was mentioned as someone who's going to be near the bottom. And like Jam said, his form is just nosedived and it's he's sort of sliding the wrong way, to be honest. Mm. Um, naked, I think he's hit and miss. You know, I've played him a few times and when he first came on the site, we played in reserve league, he nailed me. Um, I played him a few after I beat him and then we got a few draws. So he's one of those where you're either go and get the result, like you can see, or we lose. He needs to try and put more of those losses into a draw maybe and pick up a few points that way. But like Jam said, you can see the league is, is really sort of fragmented between the top half and the bottom half. Um, you know, for me, Roy Jones. <laughs> I, I have a class of as a Harry Radnup of transfers or um, Claudio Ranieri, the sinker man, because he just, he doesn't seem to like a settled squad. He, He'll, he'll have a team and he'll say, right, lads, I'm happy with this team. I'm going to stick with it. And then within 24 hours, he's selling them off again. He's a, I think that's why he struggles a bit, to be honest. I think if he had a, kept a team that he had for a week or more over a few match days, he'd probably get more points with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, the way the league's going at the minute, you've got to be looking at one of the top four, um, possibly uh, Burnley as well in fifth to, to really crack on. But, with Worm and Ponzi having the two games in hand, it's, it's going to make for great reading that league. It looks one of the toughest, to be honest, at the minute, um, to try and get out of as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how many of the top four, top four, you know, top, sort of top five, uh, five, six have played each other. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the sort of results go. Um, in that sort of uh, that sort of top half battle, um, but I mean Hilly's been a Hilly's a good player. I've played him a few times. Obviously Rhino, you know Rhino, who historically has had quite a bit of stick on this podcast. I won't say no more on that. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, historically has had a little bit of stick, but uh, the last couple of seasons I think he's done uh, he's done better than he has done in uh, you know the past. You know when uh, when when certain people were slating him. Uh, in the bottom half of the uh, the league, and now he's sitting up there in the top, so he's proving a lot of people wrong. I'd like to see him go up. I think that's a bit of a might be a bit of a mad statement to say, and it's probably a bit too early on. Um, but I mean, he's won nine, lost three, um, you know, and he's scoring goals and I mean, not conceding too many either. I mean, I think he's got maybe the second best defensive record in that league. Um, so you know, it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be interesting to see, and uh, probably by the time oh, we have the next podcast. You've not, you've not won him, have you? You've no, not, I've won him. You've not won, won him. him. Get in. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> just, so, uh, just so you are listening uh, and wondering what's going on, obviously a raffle has gone up today for Philip Coutinho. And, of course, the slaggiest player on the site oh, has the just wages. won him. The wages. The wages. You'll have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, need a loan, boys. <laughs> no, no loans. In our football chat earlier on, uh, I think it was Roy Joe and Jakes, he said, do you know what? No matter who's put it in, Jam will win it. And what's going to happen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you can't write it. Which, no, fittingly enough, we talk about raffles. Um, we're going to move on to transfers and BFAs. Um, 
So, obviously, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if we'll just have a quick little look at some of the uh, the recent transfers that have gone through to, uh, have gone through recently, should I say. Um, and uh, I don't, I'm just looking at this list here, and I mean, there's not been that many. I mean, I, I don't know what you both think. I mean, I'll come to you in a minute. It's a, it's a question that we were talking about the other day, I think, in a party. Um, I mean, there was a few of us that were debating it. Do you think that people are holding off on transfers for BFAs. Um, uh, bloody hell. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, right? So, I mean, I'm what? I'm second richest at the minute, I think. Um, let's have a look. 90, yeah, 90 million. So, for me, I think there is there is a part of me that thinks that. I mean, it's difficult to get proper value in the market. I mean, bloody hell, I signed um, Sommer, obviously, in a BFA. It was a mystery the only 84 rated keeper at the time in the division um and then because of the wages and i'm not a massive fan of having really high rated goalkeepers anyway i ended up moving him on for three million and a squaddy you know um in any other division in any other time you know if this had been a year ago i could have got maybe i mean i got 50 million um from soggy for burnt leno last season um you know i just i just don't understand it i don't get it um, I don't see what's what's happened to the market. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I think people are sort of holding out for um, for cash. I do. Uh, sorry for uh, for BFAs. Um, but it's I don't know how we get around that because at the same time you can't really blame people when um, you ask someone, "Oh, can I have this player? Can I have that player?" And um, you know they, they quote you ridiculous amounts considering where the market is. It's 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 a strange one. I don't know what you think, Stuart. I mean, it's as a as a newer you know this season obviously weren't near last season. Uh, it's not normally like this. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, coming into the league, it was like, right, you know, how is it going to work? You know, obviously starting with a little scooter, you've got to try and pick up bargains and. When you see some of the prices that are being flung around for some players, you think to yourself, "Christ, you know, you know, I'm never going to be able to sort of afford that player." But then, I mean, one that I picked up about about a week ago, it was um, Jeff sold Dendonka to Harry for twenty-seven point five million. Now, oh, Dendonka, that's crazy as well. Yeah, and Dendonka is only a seventy-nine CDM. Yet the day later, Soggy sold Fabregas to Aaron, who's an eighty-two, for six million. So there's no sort of real. I think it's just down to the people. They will try and get as much as they can out of certain, you know, certain people for certain players. It's. I've literally done what two BFAs and, and one was a league BFA, so we all were pretty good on that anyway. Um, and I managed to pick up uh, a midfielder and a goalkeeper pretty cheap. Um, but in terms of if I think the original question, I think maybe people are thinking right well. You know, it's like Marcus again, another post play about, you know, let's have some more BFA players. I think the more people there are that put it forward, people will think, well, I'd probably rather spend 10 million or 15 million trying to bid for that player rather than be quoted 25, 30 million for a player which, in, in theory, isn't really worth it. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to think, is any player worth sort of paying 60, 70 million Scudo for? And it's just down to the person. If you're willing to have him in your team, you're probably willing to pay whatever. It's like Jam, you know, if with Coutinho, if that come up and you've got 90 million and someone said, well, you can have him for 70, you'd probably say, I'll take it because you've got the money to do it. 
So yeah, I think, it, I think, it, I think yeah. it really does depend on the person and what scooter they got. I think it depends, doesn't it? I mean, like, for example, um, if... Yeah, it is a difficult one, I'll be honest, mate. It depends on the player, I'll admit. I mean, when... Um, however many seasons ago it was now, maybe three seasons ago... Um, Callum Wilson came up in a BFA when we sort of had about we were at about the high 70s low 80s um, and I spent 70 million on Callum Wilson because I'm a Coventry fan and he's the only well at the time that was about right to be fair for an 80-81 rated player um, but I'm a Coventry fan and, and Coventry have got no good players you know obviously that I'm never going to see in the division but Callum Wilson you know was sort of a Coventry uh, a sort of little country legend for a while before he moved to Bournemouth so he's someone you know like you say I would pay over the odds for um, but yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, it, there's a question for you then, I guess. Ash, going back to you, obviously, I've got Lacazette. You know, obviously, you know, you support Arsenal. You ideally were looking for a striker before. Yeah. How much would it take? You know, how much would you think? Right, if he was up and was available for cash, what would you? Or if he was in a BFA and you had a hundred million, how much would you pay for him? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if there was a player I needed, striker, I would probably go quite a fair bit and quite a big, um, I mean, you know, I'd probably go, uh, you know, a big, big bid. Um, I mean, we, we've had this debate before and it's something that, you know, people will pay whatever they value a player at. If, you know, if it's a player that you in a position that you definitely need to bring in and obviously you'll spend big money. Um, you know, I, I, I think people will spend whatever they value a player at, which I think is fair mm. enough. Um, but, I mean, just to go back to the initial point um, about, you know, are people holding off the BFAs? Yes, I think they are. Um, and I think maybe, I don't know, dare I say, we're perhaps having them a little bit. Uh, see, I don't know. I'm just looking at the dates here that they're doing it. I mean, it seems to be every six days or so. But it, it just feels a bit more frequent than that. Well, I know it's not, but I don't know. It feels a bit. It feels a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say it doesn't. You know, I mean, you look at it. You go back to before the one we just had. Um, if it, it was, uh, it was a lot longer than that. It felt like. Because yeah. I think it was between. It was like a, a Tuesday, um, or no, a Friday, and then back round to the Tuesday after, or something, or a Tuesday back round to the Friday after. So it was over a week. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you say, regardless, I mean, it comes onto that whole massive debate, which is a podcast in itself, which is, you know, when and if are we going to have a reset? Because the rate we're going at the minute, we we physically haven't got the space to put any more players. In. You know, we're going to burn out. Of not players not without going, not without going any uh, any slag here. I don't think. Um, you know, well, regardless, I think even if you look at if you get into your sort of. You know, high, high 70s. I mean, look, I mean, Coutinho, I know he's a raffle, not a BFA, but he's 87 rated, for God's sake. You know? Mm. Um, I just... What are you paying on wages on that, then, for oh, 87? Jesus Christ, let me have a look, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't realise it was that high. 1.140, so 1.1 million a game. Uh, that's, that's added to the 1 million I pay for Ibra and Lacazette per game. As well as Mares, actually, as well. So yeah, yeah it's ridiculous, isn't it? Really, say no more. It's, it's that, yeah. I mean, I know. I think we obviously have a sneak peek. I know there's a listener's question coming back about, about that as well. So I'll, I'll save it till then. <laughs> cool. Right, we'll move on, um, and we're going to move away from FIFA, and we're going to talk uh, a little bit about the F1. Um, so obviously, a big, big, popular event on Monday night. I mean, it's great to see so many people getting involved with it. Um, Obviously, this week we've just had, uh, we were in uh, Mexico um, for another uh, week of carnage. Um, obviously, I know you don't race jam, um, 
but obviously suited. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go get some food. I'll see you guys in a bit. <laughs> see you in ten minutes. <laughs> um, suited. Obviously, you, you race in the uh, in the top. Well, I say top division one race uh, alongside myself. Um, obviously, you've been in it for a few weeks. How do you uh, How do you find it on a Monday night? I, I look forward to it. Um, it's it's something that Monday I wake up and I think, do you know what? Got the F1 tonight, and it's. It's a little routine where I, you know, I'll practice in the afternoon, have a few races, and then get on the grid and, and have, have fun. It has been tough. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, Mexico really knocked me off on Monday because you had that little bit of rain, yeah, and we didn't know whether it was going to come down or whether it was going to stay. And I, I, I was in second, and I fitted in. I, I left it really late. I had to come in because my front left was on like seventy-six percent where. So I couldn't leave it any longer, and I thought, I'm going to gamble. I'll put on the intermediates. And I sort of chucked out any sort of decent finish I was going to get. I ended up finishing, what, down in seventh or eighth in the end. So ruined my race on, on Monday. But as a whole, I'm really enjoying it. It's good to, to be involved, and it's, it, it's great to see so many people turning up, even those who aren't in a team who want to come along and get involved, do so. I mean, there's, you know, spaces there to be had. Yeah, and it is just a good crack as long as you can have good banter and you can, you know, try and race as clean as possible. I think you know anyone will fit in with it. And uh, obviously, we like to name people on this podcast. Um, so, <laughs> would you? Um, <laughs> so, uh, who is uh, coming then? Who is the one racer you dread looking at on a Monday night and thinking, "I hope he's not next to me." I gotta say. Sorry, mate, but Harry is one that really puts the needles in me. Um, I know he gets a bit of bad press, and sometimes he will race as, as good as he can. Um, but sometimes you just don't know. He's, he's, he's a mixed bag because sometimes he'll just try and dive down that middle um, or on the inside of a corner where there's just no room to, to take over. And you think, what are you doing? And I, I literally screamed at him, like, not last week, the week before uh, USA because he just he come flying down the inside and I was like where are you going to go you're not going to go anywhere apart from inside of me and he ended up hitting me but um, and me and Schmidwell we've had a couple of tangles um, which has been publicised on the site um, you know and we had the, the incident in, in in Belgium where I sort of forgo Moscudo because I tapped him up the hill and he went into the wall I didn't realise I hit him, to be honest. Uh, it wasn't until Joe said, oh, I, I said to Joe, I said, oh, have you missed me off the payments this week? And he was like, no, you're, you've had it taken away. You ruined Schmidwell's race. And I was like, really? Uh, and then he showed me the video. And you really, there was, you know, I, from, from my angle, you didn't see it because of the cockpit of your head. But when you look at it from Schmid's angle, he, I sort of did knock him off and, and ruin his race. And then we had a tangling thing uh, poor only a little one. But then we had the one in USA where, I tried going up the inside and I didn't get it right. And then straight away after he's come right through the back of me and um, wiped me out. So there's, there's a couple there, but I, you know, you try and race as clean as you can. Sometimes you're going to hit people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it can't play out, but I think, uh, it's just being a bit more nouse about when you can and cannot take. Cause like, I think Harry was trying to take Tans on, on Monday on a corner and Tans were like, just wait, you've got DRS, just do it on the straight. And I think that's what it is. is what, rather than you desperately get around someone on a corner, if you're close enough on the straight, you're going to tailgate them and you're going to get past them with the, with the stick string away. So I think sometimes it's just been a bit more 
a bit more coy as well with the overtakes, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, obviously, it's just communication as well. And I know, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, but I mean, you, you should communicate, especially on some of these tracks. Um, you know, you go around these corners. If you're going to cut in on the inside or you're going to cut in on the outside, at least let the you know let the person know that you're going to do that yeah. because that's how that's how collisions happen, and then that's how uh, you know the finger pointing starts. Um, but I mean, uh, it, it's part of the parcel with F1. I mean, I love it on a Monday night. You know, I do. It's one of the you know the event I look forward to here on a Monday morning, waking up thinking, yep, gonna have a good day of uh, you know, well, not necessarily a good day, but you know, a good uh, a good evening enough to on F1 and a good evening. You know, it's a great great event to get involved with. So if you don't get involved with F1 and you do, then uh, and you want to, then please please do because. You know, we've got so many people that do get involved with it, um, and I'm sure we can always find a space in, the, you know, one of the races. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, really, really, really good to see so many people get involved. Right, we'll move on to the golf, and I'm sort of going to hand over to, uh, you know, Jam and Suited for this part because I'm, uh, I don't get involved with the golf. So um, I'll, I'll sort of head over to you, Jam, to sort of talk about it for uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, again, there's a not not a great deal of talk, but obviously we've just started the new AG tour, um, so I think we're on week two at the minute, uh, which is due to finish in a few days. Um, week one, I mean, I don't know about you, Sue, it, it was an absolute mare for me. I mean, it was horrendous. Uh, I came rock bottom, um, which was, I think I did uh, a plus, plus 27 in the end, which is um, bizarrely still not the worst. I mean, Harry, plus 52. I mean, what the fuck is that about? Um, you know, I mean, uh, Jeff plus 47, Plunkett plus 31. Um, you know, so there was some, uh, there was some um, big, big old scores in there. It was a tough course. I mean, uh, Port Rush is, is, is a Lynx course. So Lynx, you're going to get a lot of high winds. You're going to get a lot of dirty rough. Um, and if you miss the fairways, um, you're screwing yourself up. And I think that's where we come short. I mean, I had a really good first round. I went round two over in the first round, and I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm in with a shout, because I'm just looking at it now. There wasn't that many people above me. And I thought, well, you know, okay, get a decent score in. I come back and played my second round, and I literally fell apart. I did a round of 80-10 over. Um, the greens were so unforgiving. I think that's what a lot of people have said um, in, the, in, the, uh, in the forum, is that you miss a green to the left or the right, um, you were, you, were, you were two putting, three putting sometimes. And I think Barry's trying to say that it is a tough course. They're not going to be as tough going forward. And I think you're seeing that already um, with who's played the, the Hopeshire course, that the scoring is a lot, lot lower. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, a bad course. But you, it's played at the moment in the Open, you know. Um, in real yeah, life. I mean, it made, it made sense to have it on, definitely. I yeah. mean, the um, I had flashbacks this morning. I was driving in the car and it was saying, um, I forget his name, but in real life, this blad obviously did what was it, plus 14 or something? Oh, David, today. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking that was me on one of the holes. I um, he had one of those things where I was stuck in a bit of a groundhog day scenario. I was sort of putting down a hill, missed the hole in the rough, chipped it back over, putting down hill, back in, missed over the rough, and just did that about six times. And, um, you know, it's, it, honestly, there's not many things that make me want to smash my controller, but that was one of them. 
Um, it was uh, it was not a good week. But I mean, on to this week. Um, I've, I've done pretty well myself. I don't know, but have you done this week yet, mate? I have. Yeah, I um again threw a few away, but I come in at um, four under overall. So I finished about what's four behind you. Mm. Um, but I left I left a few out there. My putting wasn't as good as as what it should have been. I sort of went five birdies in a row and then like two double bogeys so I was back to square one again um, but certainly a lot easier but it's good because you're seeing a lot of the guys playing it who didn't have a great one they could have said oh, I am playing it again this one if it's going to be that hard um, you know you could have got easily said oh do you know what I might give it a miss this week yeah. but you have you, you, you turn around and you give it you know a great one and you're you know, eight under and you're finishing what's that tenth at the minute I think overall eighth yeah, so, I mean that's it. I was it was a difficult one for me in the sense that I think um, you know Bertie says that with my handicap it'll be a difficult one for me to lose uh, this week. Um, but at the same time, you know, you look at it and I think this season coming off the Ryder Cup, I mean I had a dreadful Ryder Cup. I'll be honest, like I I managed to win one game and that was it, um, and that was in the singles. But uh, that was more due to the fact that the person I was playing, I can't remember, I think it was Jeff Anthony, did did pretty poor to be honest. So. You know, rather than me uh, doing quite well, um, but yeah, it's just um, I was I was determined to try and practice and you know do a bit better at this game this time round, um, and then obviously this week it's come off. But this week, you know, even me as a novice player on this game, I can tell this week was quite an easy course. Um, it felt like a, a sort of basic, you know, relatively uh, sort of easy round sort of um, sort of course really for me. I think the big difference as well between the two courses. Um, is the tee types. Mm. Um, I think last week we played off black tees, which is the hardest you can get. Um, this week we're playing off reduced tees, so either white or whatever they are, mm. uh, blue. So there's a big difference in, in how long they play as well. Um, you know, I play on the TGC, and our TGC course this week was the same course, Port Rush, as last week. Um, but it was playing so much longer because of the, of the wind as well. So I think going forward, you're going to see more of these easier types of courses. I don't think you're going to find them very hard. Next week, Summerlin, um, again, a real good course. And I think there'll be a lot of low scores next week as well because um, it's quite a, quite an easy course to get around, to be honest. So I'll be looking at improving as well, for sure. Mm. I mean, there's not really much more for us to say, Ash, if you want to wake up and, and uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good. You talk about the F1, I'll get my power nap in. I'll talk about the golf. You can get your power nap in, in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, right, so we'll move on to the final part of this uh, podcast, and that is, of course, the listener questions. Um, so, as always, thank you to everyone that does get them in. It is a big part of the uh of the podcast and um you know we're always looking at ways to uh, to get you involved more um so yeah as always thanks for the questions um so i'll start with uh, the first set of questions uh, and the first part uh, is for suited um these uh, three questions have come from uh, hilly so question number one how did your game attack come about um it's, it's a bit of a personal one, really. I mean, not many people know too much, but um, the, the first part suited is obviously used to wear a suit to work every day. Um, so that, that was where the first part come from. The recluse bit is um, I've suffered with mental health for about four, four years, um, and I became quite reclusive. Still am a little bit. Don't go out a lot from the house. 
So that's where the recluse suited recluse put them together, and, and that's where it came from. Um, so yeah, it's 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 one of those where it's just uh, it just come about just based on where I'm in life, to be honest. That's fair enough. Um, question number two: How do you concentrate on FIFA with so much background noise? I was confused by this because I don't know if he thinks of my noise with what Roy Jones's noise is. Cause, I was just about to say they're getting you mixed up. Yeah, because to be honest, I don't have much background noise on. I've got my own little game room and I'm locked away. The only noise you might hear is my dog if she barks. Oh, I think it, um, yeah, I think there must be a bit of confusion there. Um, but I think it might be with Roy Jones. But to answer that, I don't know how Roy Jones coach because some of the noise that he has is unbelievable. Bless him. He's got a part with. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and then to everyone, uh, can you see there being a Volta league on the website for FIFA 20? Obviously, Volta, if for those that haven't uh, heard or seen, is the new sort of FIFA street mode on the new FIFA 20. Um I mean, I don't know what you both think. Uh, personally, no, I don't think we will. Um, I think we'll see events because I think it will work well as an event, uh, you know. But whether we'd actually see a... Although, I, oh, no, I don't know, maybe. Um, I, I think it works more of an event than a, than a league. But, I mean, uh, Jam, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Do you think a Volta League would work? Um, again, two-part. I think the same as you. I think, no, it won't be a league. But I think you will have a Volta King of the Hill. And you will have a Volta event, is what I would say. Um, similar to the um, the ladder system we had on the old site. Um, I think that you'll have a King of the Hill for Volta and a King of the Hill for uh, normal FIFA. Um, but I don't think, like you said, I don't think there's enough content there to make it a league, really. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, right, there were the part from question, uh, the part from Hilly. So second set of questions are from Riverman. Um, and this is the first question is for everyone. So, are any of Storm's players worth under 100 million? Uh, I'll start with I'll start with Jam. I mean, well, probably not. I mean, you know, you know what he's uh, what he's like. Um, I think his uh, his valuations are completely off the red. Um, I think you know. Well, I say in that. I mean, he has. He's you know, he's he's put some of his players up for less than that already. So. Um, but I, I get the whole general gist where Riverman's coming from. Um, again, he's one of those that he, he maybe doesn't appreciate that just because he thinks um, you know Lavezzi is is the dog's bollocks that everybody else can't see that. Um, you know, or whoever it is, Dwight Gale or Endon Bele or whoever it is, whoever's flavour of the month. Um, so yeah, I think I, I get where River's coming from. But uh, yeah, still a good question. Yeah, suited. I think there's a massive hint of sarcasm in that question, like there always is from Phil sometimes. Um, to be honest, hey, you know, it's people's opinions. And we said earlier on about the transfers, you know, if, if Storm reckons that someone's worth 70 million, let him put on there. Also, as it happen, no one's going to reply or no one's going to buy him. And he's just stuck with him. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's, I, I was looking at his squad and he's got some decent players, but, uh, yeah, I think sometimes he's overinflating his prices. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the less said, the better. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, right, second part of the question. This is to yourself, Recluse. Did any managers try to rip you off the players when you first joined? If so, name names. <laughs> I never name names. Oh, um, we always name um, names on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't say they tried ripping me off. Um, there was a couple I was trying to get rid of, and um, I think 
Clark offered me 15 million quid for a player who was 82 rated. Um, and based on what was happening on the market, I was like, you know what, I want pretty much either double that or a bit more. Um, I wouldn't say ripped off. Um, I think something being quite fair. I mean, Rhino was quite fair. I mean, I, I sold him a 71 rated player for 2 million quid, um, which was nice of him because I was only selling him for one and he was like, well, if you put him on the post now, I'll give you two. I was like, right, fair enough, I can say no to that. Um, but no, I mean, I think, you know, I think we're all trying to be is a pretty much as coy as we can. You know, it's, again, personal opinions. I think people have a preference on who sometimes they deal with, but I wouldn't say rip me off. No, not at all. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, fair play for, uh, for not naming names. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did. He said back. Oh, did he? <laughs> he said back. <laughs> Oh, well, well, well done for naming names. You know, we uh, we don't hold back on this podcast, as you've uh, probably heard in the past. Um, next set of questions, and these have come from Burnsy. Um, oh, I say next set of questions. It's one question um, with sort of like two parts. Has there, ever, has there been a player that you have traded or sold only to later regret it? If so, who and why? I fear trading De Jong, who became a sensation. However, the upside I was, I, well, however, the upside was I ended up with Kevin Volland, who has been brilliant. Um, suited. So, have you sold a player yet that you've regretted selling? Uh, no. <laughs> I was looking here just before we come on. I've sold what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've sold twelve of the squad that I got originally, and to be honest, I wouldn't have one of them back. Um, to be honest, so I think I've done quite well in getting rid of them. Jam. Uh, yeah, I think probably two. I think um, Felipe Anderson more recently. Um, I, again, I think it was more out of desperation and boredom than anything. Um, so I would have him back in a heartbeat. Um, and then also Gabriel Jesus as well. Um, selling Gabriel Jesus was was a mistake. I can't remember. Oh no, I traded him actually for uh, Felipe Anderson. Um, and again, for me, Gabriel Jesus for an 83 rated player, he's just he's just unreal. Um, you know, he, I would have him back again in a heartbeat. No worries. What about yourself, Ash? Um, recently, Luka Jovic. Um, Adebayor? <laughs> hey, the legend. The legend Adebayor. Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously I sold Jovic a few weeks ago. Um, struggled since, obviously lacking a little bit in the sort of uh, central strike force um, department. So, yeah, probably Jovic of recent times, I would have said. Um which, you know, the, at the time I didn't think it would be a too big a loss. I thought I might have been able to, but I was quite quite wrong. Um, right, next set of questions, and these have come from Mouse. Uh, and the first question is for you, Jam. So, a couple of podcasts ago, you slated Joe and a few others about the wage bill and that it shouldn't be allowed. At the time of writing the question, you have the second highest in the league. What are your thoughts? Well, this question must have been written about 20 years ago, mate, because I'm only on minus 370,000. <laughs> Admittedly, Coutinho hasn't been added to the squad yet. Um, but uh, but no, I think... Um, so, I've been thinking about... Because I knew this was going to come up. Um, you know, Tams had mentioned it and a couple of others as well. Um, I think for me, the, the, the way I'll answer it <clears throat> is that there's no way that I can compete with Jaxi, with, um, with Tams and the like without having a decent team first of all because they're just better players than me you know and I'm not I'm not going to deny that um, and at the same time when you look at the, the sort of climate of the site you know you've got Joe minus three uh, minus three million a week you've got Bertie near enough minus you know five million a week um, it's just crazy it's absolutely crazy and I think 
the thing is now though there is I don't think there's you look at most of the people who are up at the top of their divisions barring a couple of anomalies like Hilly for example who's obviously one of the new lads in League One um, you know the, the sort of top of teams do have decent wages um, again Tams doesn't really need to he's, he's too much of a good player even though he hates FIFA apparently um, you know he's uh, he'll he'll be absolutely fine up there without without decent players anyway but yeah I think for me I think um, as the better players come in, if you want the better players, you have to pay the bigger wages. So I hold my hands up, you know, again, I'm sort of, I guess I'm a bit of a hypocrite in that sense. Um, you know, having said that I don't really agree with it and I, I weirdly enough, I actually still don't agree with it. Um, you know, I, I would sort of sell someone if I needed to, um, to, you know, sort of to make way for people if I had to. Um, but, you know, we'll... <laughs> We'll have to see what happens, you know. I mean, I think next time we have a reset, we need to um, maybe look at that as a, not necessarily a rule, but maybe the, the the punishment or something. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know how um, it's going to take a bit more of a thinking period, really, to come up with how we'd sort of skirt around that issue uh, for me. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, suited, there's the next question for you. You've got a great F1 partner. How are you... F- finding your season going so far I presume you're talking about the F1 <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, oh, so, yeah. Um, to be honest Malin's been doing great for the team in Ireland because he's, he's picking up points regularly every race um, like I said earlier on it's been a bit tough for me um, not finishing every race I've had one one ended I've had two crash outs I've crashed in the pits on one race so my luck's not been, been there completely but it's the enjoyment I get from it. You know, I used to race in a league before and it wasn't enjoyable. People were always on your back. Um, you know, everyone, the whole grid thought they were a lot better than what they were. Coming into this, it was, it was, it's a, it's a decent thing. You have a bit of banter, you get around from A to B and you enjoy it. Can I improve? Yes. Will I improve? Only practice. You can only get better, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. Um, and then the last question from Mouse is to me. Biggest shock of the season so far was beating you. <laughs> Other than Worm, has there been a bigger shock this season? Um, no, um, because I think it's, you know, the Premiership is a very, very tough and competitive league. I think there's a number of cracking players um, in that division. Uh, you know, I've said many a times that I think anyone can beat anyone on their day. Um but, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've not done as well as I'd have hoped in the first half of the season, and I'll be looking in the second half of the season to improve that. Um, so, I can't say it was a big shock, because, you know, anyone can beat anyone. Um, but, um, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say it's been a big shock, personally. Um Right, next set of questions, and they've come from Big B. Um, so, the first question is for Suited. Um, do you think you've been placed in the right division for your ability? I was presuming it means FIFA as well. Yeah, yeah, um, FIFA. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? If I went in the Prem, I think I'd be like Geordie. I think I'd be getting ragged every week. Um, I mean, I've played a few of you in the top league. I've played you, um, Ash, and you were 4 up within 25 minutes. I've played Jam, and he's beat me as well. So I think, yeah, you know, if I was in that top league, I'd certainly come straight back down. Um, but then we've seen how tough that bottom league is. I mean, I could have gone in that bottom league and with, with a basic team, I know he's done quite well. Um, but I could be the same. I could be I could be struggling in that league. I think at the minute I'm finding my rhythm 
and I think you'll find out come the end of the season. You know, if I get relegated down there, then I'm I'm obviously suited down into the the, uh, the first division rather than the championship. But I'm happy where I am. I'm doing all right. I'm picking up points, so I'll keep on going until I can't get any more. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. Um, second question, um, and this is for everyone. So I'm going to start with Jam on this one. VAR. Do you think VAR will enhance or ruin football for spectators? Um, oh, well, okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's the keys in the question, isn't it? I think, and the answer is yeah, it'll ruin ruin it for spectators. Um, but at the same time, you know, we. <clears throat> I just I I sound like a real sad bastard, and like I'm really holding on to it. But I just remember that Lampard goal against Germany in the World Cup um, you know and I just think you know if we've had a VR, a VR then we probably would have still lost don't get me wrong because that German team obviously was unreal but the the sense of injustice I remember you know that day it was just oh it was horrendous um, and I just think for me I would much rather have VAR and know we're, we're getting the right decision um, than, than not have it but at the same time yeah they need to find a way to slicken it up because at the minute it's just terrible um, you know, you saw in the Women's World Cup and, and things like that. It just seems like they're putting rules in and, and all these sort of stoppages in and it's it's making it more like American football than, than real football for me. Yeah, I mean, suited? Do you think it will enhance or...? Um, I think it, it's going to make the game more even. Um, you'll see decisions that, you know, would swing either way normally. If, you know, rectify themselves. The thing for me is it's the emotional side of the fans because... One minute you're celebrating a goal, um, you don't know what's going on for a minute, and then all of a sudden you realise that your team hasn't scored. I think there's there's still some sort out that needs to get done for it to work properly. And agree with Jam, the Women's World Cup, that Cameroon game against England with those Cameroon players throwing fit, standing up, not wanting to play, crying on the pitch. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be like that. It should be the referee taking control. There's got to be more clear options so the fans know what's going on. Um, I have a, a live announcement by the ref, so the ref goes live and say we've got VAR um, because just doing a, a signal or stopping the game, no one knows what's going on. Um, but I think it'll make the game better, and I think you'll you'll see that you know lot you know going forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think once they've um, you know they, they get it right in terms of communicating to the fans, um, I, I think it will. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to uh, ruin the football for spectators. Um, I, I think if anything, it could, you know, possibly add a bit more suspense. You know, at times, um, uh, I just think. I mean, I'm a big advocate for VAR because I just think it's it, it's needed. You know, we're at the point. I mean, especially in in England. Where, the, you know, I mean, I know, obviously, it's, you know, there's this big debate about, you know, how decisions come about and what sort of decisions it's going to affect. But I, I just think that the referee, the standard of refereeing is so poor nowadays that it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's needed not, you know, to be there to, to help them. Because there's been too many occasions in, you know, in games that have been ruined by poor refereeing. So... No, I, I don't think it will. Um, I don't think it's going to ruin the, you know, ruin football for spectators. Um, I think once they've, I think the only thing that really needs sorting is the communication between, uh, you know, referee and fans uh, when it comes to a VAR decision. Um, 
last question from Bry. If you could have one superpower for a week, what would it be? Suited. Invisibility. Um, yeah, got to be. You can go anywhere you want. You do anything you want. Yeah, invisibility for me. Jam? I always think that's the perv's response. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I think invisibility, you're thinking like straight away changing rooms and whatever, honestly. I was thinking Shocking. more Nick and money. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, for me, uh, probably, I mean, it's got to be to fly, isn't it? You know, I mean, Jesus, if you could fly, I mean, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, fly for me, definitely. Or super speed, either or. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I would say um, turn back time for me um just to have the ability to go back in time a bit like a bit like fifa 13 well no because we'd have been going back to the years that aaron was good at fifa then um we'd have to go probably uh uh, a little bit i don't know what fifa would you go back to oh what what would you what fifa would fifa 09 it's not even fifa 09 yeah that was a good well i mean if we were talking well if we were talking about pez which you know if some people have their way in the future we might be talking about pez pez on these podcasts um you know if they have their own little league old jobian uh tans um i'd probably go back to pez 06 but we won't talk about pez at the moment um (laughs) right Next set of question, or last set of questions, should I say, and these have both come from Winston. The first one is from Suited. What brought you to AG? What do you like about AG? What would you like added to AG? And will you be sticking around for a while? So there's about four questions in that one, um, but in your own words. <laughs> uh, right. So, first one, what brought me to AG? Um, obviously, I play with uh, Beard and um, Phil and a few others on the VFL, and I come along one night and I was trialling and I joined the team and that and part of their chat they kept on saying oh yeah I'm doing this AG and oh, I've bought this plan I'm thinking to myself what are they doing so I just oh well, what's AG and they're like oh absolute gaming have a look we do this this and this so that's what how I found out about it um, moves on to what I like I like the whole concept of the site it's, it's a good community for gaming um, I love the fact that we do events throughout the week or uh, uh, monthly events on, on a sort of a, the end of the month. Um, the diversity of the, the competitions so is not just like you're playing one-on-one, it's you've got the handicap, you've got the stable for golf. Um, you know, I do think <clears throat> going forward, a couple more events, that's slightly different, get away from FIFA and that. We do a lot of that. Um, so, you know, maybe in the future that. What would I like added? Um, it's difficult. I've only been on the site for a a few months so it's just I'm still getting used to what we got at the moment um, I was thinking the other day what I would love to but I don't know how it ever work it's like a loan system maybe um, into the FIFA where you can buy driver loanee for a few amount of games or whatever whether that ever happened I don't know but that was just something that popped into my head a few days ago and, and yeah I hope to stick around for a while I enjoy the gaming um, the people that I speak to are friendly um, so yeah for me it's it's a no brainer and yeah I hopefully I'll carry on for a while yeah, no, I think that's fair enough, and that's that's really good to hear. Um, and then the final question, the upcoming Premier League season, who will be the winner, top four, and three relegations teams? Um, Jam, I'll start with you. Uh, Man City uh, winner, then top four, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, Spurs, and Chelsea. Um, I think Man United and Arsenal will drop out. 
Um, and I actually think as well, I think Leicester will finish above Man United and Arsenal. Um, is, is my sort of random tip for this season. Um, but yeah, and I think the bottom three, I think it's going to be, unfortunately, Newcastle, uh, Norwich and Sheffield United. Yeah, suited. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, Man City for losing again with a couple of players that they've brought in. They've already strengthened quite strong, so I'll go for them to win. Liverpool second, I think Tottenham third, um, fourth. That's going to be that's, that's going to be open for about four or five teams. I'm going to say Arsenal. I don't know why. I just think Emery Adam playing well last season with a not a great squad. I think with the white signings again this year, I think that'll be a bit of a harder team to break down. I can't see Chelsea doing well under Lampard. Um, going down, I agree with Jam Newcastle. For me, I think with Steve Bruce's appointment, wrong choice. They should have kept. But he has whatever they could have done to keep him. I think Bruce is the wrong man for the job, and he'll he'll be gone quite soon. If not, he'll jump ship. And I've got to say, Norwich City and Sheffield United. I think Villa are the ones that are spending the money. Um, I don't think Sheffield United and Norwich really have signed the players that are going to keep them up in the league. Yeah, I think I would agree with uh, what you both said. I think City. I think will win the league. Um, you know, they're strengthened and I think they're still going to spend money before the end of the window. Um, Liverpool will second, I think. I mean, I think, it, yeah, I mean, Liverpool will be in that sort of, uh, you know, top four, second, I would have said. Uh, Spurs will be in the top four. Um, and then fourth, I think it's going to really depend. I mean, I'm probably realistically going to say um, probably Chelsea. Because um, I think you know they've got to obviously. Although I, I say that obviously transfer ban, and obviously it'll be interesting to see how they fare under Lampard first season. But I mean, you know, you I agree with what you've said, Sue. I mean, there's a few teams there that could get that full spot. Um, you know, Ooh. Chelsea, United, Arsenal, uh, it, it, even some of it. You know, Leicester, Wolves, even Wolves. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be interesting because I think that fourth spot is the one spot that is not sort of uh, I don't want to say guaranteed, but it is not secure. Where the other the top three, you know, City, Liverpool, and uh, Spurs, I, I would have said will definitely be the top three next season. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to depend what happens in the next few weeks in the transfer market. Uh, from my personal point of view. Uh, in terms of going down, yeah, I think Sheffield, you, uh, Sheffield United, Norwich and Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle, I think, are going to go for a season of turmoil because I don't know how long Steve Bruce is going to be there, you know, given the fans are already all on his back. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't see much happening for those three teams come this season. Um, right, and that concludes the last listener's question. And uh, I think we may have done it in just uh, over an hour, so uh, yeah, I don't think we've done too badly. Um so thank you very much all for listening obviously you know your support and your uh, listening skills um, are muchly appreciated and uh, obviously without you an audience we wouldn't have a podcast um, so thank you to everyone that does uh, take an hour out of their day to uh, listen to us talk shit um, thank you to suited for coming on for today's podcast um, you know it, it has been great to have you on board um, so, if you uh, want to say goodbye to the uh, to the audience, 
Yeah, cheers, listeners. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, it's been a pleasure. And hopefully, we'll do it again soon. And Jam. Yeah, um, again, thanks to everyone else. And just quickly before we say thank you and bye, um, just a real quick thing. Obviously, we need to decide who won the listeners' questions um, in regards to, obviously, who gets paid out. So I think for me, I don't know what you guys think. It'd be Mouse. I think, you know, Mouse uh, gave us all a question, um, mentioned about the wages, mentioned about the F1, and mentioned about um, you getting beat by Mouse. So, I mean, are you guys happy to award it to him? I'd agree with that. Oh, yeah, 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 I'd agree with that. Happy, yeah. yeah. Yep, cool. So, Mouse, congratulations. We'll uh, we'll get you paid out for that, mate, five million. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, thanks for everyone for listening. I think next podcast, obviously, be what a couple of weeks yeah. time, um, and uh, possibly, possibly, we'll see. Maybe Marcus will be on it. So that'll be an interesting one to get your listeners' questions in for. But we'll uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, all all um, will be confirmed in the the next few days. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Yep. Yeah, as always, cheers for listening, guys, and uh, take it easy. Uh, goodbye.